tell you how much we appreciate who you are in our lives. Be exalted, oh God, for the love that you keep giving to us, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you glorify your name even this day, Lord. We worship you, Lord, and we bless you. Take all the praise, Lord, and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let your presence, let it rain on me. I am too dry. I am too down. As I came to say, let it rain on me. Let it rain. Thank you, Jesus. Let it rain, 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 let it rain on me. Oh, let it rain. Oh, let it rain. Let your presence, let it rain. too dry I have been to die that's why I came to say let it rain on me let it rain on me Lord let it rain on me Lord let it rain on me Lord let it rain been too lost as I came to say let it rain on me let it rain oh let it rain oh your presence let it rain on me I've been too been too dry as I came to say let it rain on me Lord I've been too down I've been too dry that's why I came to say let it rain let it rain Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to the word of God. First John chapter 3 verse 1. First John 3 1. First John 3 1. Let it rain. 
let your presence let your presence let it rain on me thank you father are you there all right it's on the board if you don't have a bible but you're supposed to have a bible because bible is very important that you own one and uh, those of you who enjoy reading your Bible on the phone, get a Bible. When you come to church, come to church with a Bible, not a phone boy. Not a phone boy. Because most times you, when you, when you're reading the Bible with your phone, messages comes, WhatsApp comes, Facebook message you go and come back. It's very distracting. So it's good for you to own a paper Bible. Hallelujah. Alright, it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God, the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Behold, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Verse 3, and every man that had this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. Verse 4 and the last, whosoever committed sin transgressed also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Um, we, we started talking Hallelujah. All right. We started talking on Friday uh, on the love of God because of Valentine. And I told us that uh, I told us that I don't know much about that guy, Brother Valentine, and uh, I have not uh, researched about him. But uh, for him to have done something that I don't know how long this has been, but for him to have done something that the whole world stands still on the 14th of February every year. It shows that he, he did something big. Actually, he did something very, very huge. That the whole world stands to celebrate. Now, that to me means that love is more powerful than hate. Love is more powerful than dispute. Love is more powerful than death. Love is more powerful than argument. Jesus, okay, Paul was talking about the love of God. He was, he was talking about three major things that are very, very uh, important that everybody likes talking about. And uh, uh, he mentioned about three things. The first one he mentioned is faith. The second one he mentioned was hope. Then the last one he mentioned was love. But he said that the three, the one that is bigger and stronger and the greatest of them all is love. So which means that love is more powerful than faith. Love is more powerful than hope. Love is more powerful than miracles, signs and wonders. Love is more powerful than hate. It means that if you love a person who hates you, you are more powerful than that person. Because you have something in you which is bigger than what is in the other person. You see, the, the, the level of our level of of greatness is not predicated, is not determined, is not seen based on how physically big or how gigantic or how muscular you are or what you have acquired in your life. But it is it is based on what is inside of you. 
All right, that's why the Bible says in First John chapter four and verse four, it says, "Little children," which is the physical aspect of you now as a little child. It says, "Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world." So when you are a little child, it is a physical thing, but the greater one that lives inside of you is what determines how great you are. So your greatness is not determined by how tall you are, how big you are, how smart you are, and, and how strong you might appear, but it's based on what is inside of you. The reason I'm saying this is because I, I was saying that what makes you greater than your neighbor, it is the love that is in you. Because if you have love, which the Bible says is the greatest, it means that you are stronger and you are greater than the people that have hate. You see, you must learn never to allow anyone inflict you with the virus of hate. You must never allow anyone possess you with the virus of unforgiveness. You must never. You must never allow anyone uh, anyone uh, throw uh, the virus of unforgiveness on you because the moment a person does that, what they do is that they overpower you and they overcome you. It means if I love you and you hate me, I am greater than you. It means if I love you and you don't like me, it means I'm more powerful than you are. So the day that you inflict me with your hate, the day you inflict me with your unforgiveness, from that day you start becoming greater than me. Uh, so it's important for you to uh, protect your spiritual immunity and protect your mind so that you don't allow a person who is already frustrated to transfer their frustration on you. Amen. When you see people that have a hate in them, what happens is that they are mobile hatred on two legs, walking from place to place, seeking from whom to inflict or to impact or to afflict with their hatred. So you must protect your spirit at all times so that nobody possesses you with their hate. Because uh, when you walk on the street, you're going to meet a lot of people who have issues in life, people who have problems with one another. You're going to meet people in the street who are stranded, frustrated, and they feel down, dejected, rejected, and ostracized. And they walk about with all kinds of resentment and hatred in their heart. So they are already down, they are already broken, they are already hurt, they are already destroyed, they are already on the floor. So now what they would do is that they would follow and to check and to see who is happy and who is living well so they could infect the person with their problems. Yesterday I was, I was just watching something and someone sent me a clip and I was watching it in China it was in a lift. In a lift, there was a camera in that lift. And uh, there was a woman. She did not know there was a camera in that lift. There was a woman who was just diagnosed with, um, with the coronavirus. And she went into the lift and she began to spit on the buttons on the lift. She was just spitting on the button. You could see how the camera caught her. She was spitting on the button, spitting on the button, spitting on the button. Why was she doing that? So that people can contract what she has. So, uh, and after that, when she went out, another man just came in. He just came. The camera was on him. He just pressed the button. As soon as it opened, it went, stood at the door, spit on his hand, rubbed it all over the buttons, and he went back. And the thing closed. So he had the virus and he said, I won't die alone. So they are looking for how to spread the virus so it can affect as many people as possible. There are people 
who have a head in them, and they said they won't die alone with their head. So they will go about and they will be inflicting people with hatred. Sometimes some people don't make you angry just because they want to get you angry. They make you angry because they are they want they 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 they, they, they just can't deal with the fact that you're happy. They just can't deal with the fact that you're always excited. You're always jovial, happy, jolly. You're always jumping around. And for them, they feel angry. And they're like, how can I be angry and this person is happy? So they will look for a way to put their burden on you. So foolish people, unwise people will accept the anger and become bitter. Accept the anger and become ugly. Accept the anger and receive hate. And they start going about hating people and being angry and being bitter and being everything. Your spiritual immunity must be very strong to resist whatever anybody tries to put on you that is not of God. Am I talking to somebody here? Alright, so it's important for you to know that you need to protect your emotions. You need to protect your spirit. You need to protect your mind. You need to protect your, your body. You need to protect everything about you because the Bible says be sober in the book of Peter. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walk it about like a roaring lion seeking for whom to devour. So it's looking for somebody to his anger and to put his bitterness in and if you're not careful you start like a beautiful nice sweet intelligent very cool headed and very nice person but you are ending up as an ugly person what has happened the people you meet on your way the people you meet on everyday basis they have inflicted you and they have transferred their spirit into you. And now you're wondering, where is my sweetness gone to? Where has my beauty gone to? Where has my good spirit gone to? You were not careful and you contracted along the way something that affected your spirit. Uh, but God wants you today to come to a point in your life where you can tell, where you know that there are things that are going on in the world and you need to forever protect yourself and keep yourself covered so that the enemy does not defeat you. Somebody say amen. And according to what we just read, the Bible says, go to verse 1 for me. The Bible says, uh, the Bible says, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. You see, uh, if, if there is one thing that God should give to you, which is better than every other thing God can ever give to you, that is his love. If God can give you his love, it means you have his attention. And when you have the attention of God, you have the heart of God. And when you have the heart of God, you have the resources of God. When you have the resources of God, you have God, everything that makes God, God. So if God can, you see, it's possible to give without loving. But it's not possible to love without giving. So if God loves you, there is nothing God cannot give to you. You, you know, you know, you know, we in this world we are busy trying to see who loves me, trying to find who loves me. You know, we always want to go to places where we are loved and celebrated. You, you, you are always drawn towards people that love you, people that like you, and people that celebrate you. And that is one of the reasons why we get so disappointed because life wants you to search for people that love you. So now you. You have gone to people that love you but the day they begin to hate you you get stranded and frustrated because you are looking for some form of affirmation you are looking for some form of love and attention and interest so when the people no longer give you the love you get stranded but there is a love that does not expire there is a love that no matter how bad and ugly and nasty and dirty you become 
this love will never leave you. Oh my God, I came to tell somebody here that there is a love that you don't have to, you don't have to do anything to gain it. You, you don't have to look beautiful to deserve it. You, you don't have to, you don't have to be louder than everybody or calmer than everybody. You don't have to be more educated or richer than everybody to get this love. This love is a love that loves undeserving people. It's a love that loves people that do not deserve it. It's a love that loves people that whether you are white or black or green or red or Indian or colored, this love does not segregate. This love will love you. And that is what we call the love of God. When you have a sip of this love, every other love will become useless. Just one sip of the love, you'll be drunk, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be intoxicated. Only one sip of the love of God have the ability and capacity to drown you. Am I talking to somebody here? Only a sip of the love of God can swallow you up. Only a sip of the love of God can change your life. So stop looking for love where there is no love. Stop looking for affirmation where there is no affirmation. Stop looking for attention where there is no attention. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Ladies and gentlemen, I came to tell you one of the reasons we are stranded today is because we are busy searching for attention. We are busy searching for love. And you must know that the love of human is fickle. The love of human is fickle. The love of human is not trustworthy. The love of human can fail you. But that is a love. That is the love of God. Oh my God, my God. That love is the love that made Jesus leave the throne of heaven and came down on earth and looked for a man that does not have anything to offer him and look for a man that have nothing attractive like me and they died for me on the cross that is the kind of love I come to tell you I don't know what Saint what Valentine did I don't know what made him die for love but I came to tell you that there is a love of God that even though you don't love him he still loves you even though you don't need him he still needs you that is the love of God it's too wide you can't get around it it's too deep you can't get under it it's too high you can't get above it that is the love of God and can I tell you what the love of God would do his love will protect you his love will shield you his love will provide for you his love will heal you his love will purify you his love will cleanse you his love will justify you his love will acquit you his love will uplift you his love will sanctify you I came to introduce to you the love that does not fail. Time does not make it fail. Circumstances does not fail it. I came to tell you that if you have the love of God, forget about the hate of men. Forget about the attention of people. Focus on the love so that when people stop loving you, you can still be okay. That is the love of God. My God, that kind of love, you can buy it in the market. That kind of love, you can deserve it. That kind of love is a powerful love. Do you know why? <laughs> you did something that got you into trouble and yet he still came to you. He said, don't worry about the trouble. <laughs> I am still here for you. Sometimes you've done things that said, no, God will never forgive me. And yet he comes looking for you. While you're busy running from him, he comes looking, what a love. Can I tell you one thing about the love too? You can hurt him again and again. You can break his heart again and again. Yet he can't get over you. Ah, my God, you offend 
and again, yet will come looking for you. The Bible said, Behold, what manner of love, what kind of love. I call it the unfathomable love. I call him the indescribable love. I call him the unequivocal love. I call him the love that is humongous and massive. That is the love that changes man. That is the love that transforms man. That is the love that wipes the tears of people. That is the love that answers your prayer. There are prayers to pray. You are not supposed to get an answer. But it's love brought you the answer. My God, God told you. God told you not to go there. But you went there. And you fell into trouble. Yet it came looking for you. What a time. Yeah, 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 yeah. He came looking for you. He came looking for you. You got into trouble by disobedience. Yet he came looking for you. What a love. Man cannot give you that love. It is only God that can give you that love. Therefore focus your eyes on him. Look unto him at all times. Take your eyes off people. Take your eyes off people. Focus your eyes on God. So that when they hate you, you will not even feel it. Because the love is enough. The love covers you. That people don't like you, you don't feel it. People don't need you, you don't feel it. People reject you, you don't feel it. Because the love is more than enough. Let me pray for somebody. May you feel the love of God. May the love of God swallow you up. May you be carried by the love of God. May the power of his love come upon you. You are stronger by his love. You are saved by his love. You are covered by his love. You are okay by his love. You are isolated by his love. Somebody say, I love him. But he first loved me. He loved me first before I love him. Somebody say, I love God. Say, God loves me. Say, whether you love me or not, my neighbor, it is no longer consequential. It is no longer important. God loves me. And that is more than it. Listen, the Bible says, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called. You don't understand what that means. That we should be called. Not the children of God, but the sons of God. Sonship is a position. Sonship is an authority. Sonship means I share the same DNA with Jesus. It means I'm in the same category. Ah, what manner of love. Jesus was sinless. Jesus was God. Jesus was powerful. But God said, because I love you, I upgrade you to the level of Jesus. And if I call Jesus a son, I also call you a son. Whatever I do for Jesus, I will also do for you. What a crazy love. God is head over heels in love with me. He loves me. And that is why I will not die. That is why when I'm sick in the hospital, when I can't even pray for myself, when I can't even help myself, when I'm about to die, he steps into the hospital room. He comes to the world where I'm lying down and he said, no, no time to die. Let's go home. What a praise of love. What a powerful love. Thank you, God, for the love that you give to me. You know why you haven't died yet? He loves you. You know why you didn't lose your mind? He loves you. You know what? Devil couldn't prevail against you. He loves you. Look at your neighbor like you're blushing. Say, He loves me. 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 He 
even though I didn't deserve it, he loves me, even though I was crazy, he loves me, even though I was stupid. Oh. Until you change, but even when you change, God will keep loving you. When you fell in sin, you even hated yourself, yet He did not change His mind. He still loves you with an everlasting love. Oh, that is what makes me blush. That is what makes me dance without the music. That's what makes me lift up my shoulder. If any man want to boast, let him boast with the love of God. I don't know about you, but he loves me more than he loves you. Ah. He loves me. He loves the Muslims. He loves the Hindus. He loves the Tamils. He loves everybody. Somebody say he loves me. Come and say he loves me. Say it one more time, he loves me. Now look at what the Bible says. He said that we should be called the sons of God. He said, therefore the word knoweth us not. You know why the world will never appreciate you? Because they don't know you. Therefore the world knoweth us not. You know why unbelievers will look down on you? It's because they don't know you are carry of the love of God. You are carry of the love of God. And do you know that when you carry the love of God, you are carrying the heart of God. His eyes are on you. He focus. Uh, I just said this one here. When you have the love of God, you have got tra God's tracker on you. You missed it. You missed it. You missed it. I said you have the tracker of God on you. David says, where can I run from his presence? When I go to the sea, he's there. When I run to the mountain, he's there. When I make my bed in hell, he's there. The tracker of God is on you. You can't run away from God. Am I talking? Oh, I feel like... His love excites me. His love makes me happy. His love gives me assurance. His love gives me power. The tracker of God is on me. When I lost my way, his tracker would find me. When I lost my mind, his tracker would find me. When I hate myself, when I have identity crisis, his love will find me. Is there somebody in here that is basking in the euphoria of the love of God. I love God but he loves me first. Even when I stop hating him, he will never hate me. Even if I look at him and say, God, you're crazy. He will laugh over it because he knows I'm stupid sometimes and he loves me still. Therefore, the word knoweth us not. You want the word to treat you very nicely. The word must love you. The word must dance when you are people. The word must celebrate you. That is why you're always stranded. The word does not know you. Jesus says in this word, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The world will not like you. Jesus says, if they love me, they will love you. But because they don't love me, they will not love you. Stop looking for love where there is no love. The system of the world is not love. I'm telling you the truth. 
they will not know you. They will not love you because they don't know you. You know, it's only man will never love you until they know you. It is only God. He knows you from A to Z. That is why he loves you even when you are crazy. The world knoweth us not because of what? Look at it. Because of what? Because of what? Because of what? Come and read with me. The word, the last verse, the last chapter, the Lord, the word knoweth us not because of what? It knew him not. They don't know him, so they should not know you. That's why you are an enigma. You are a mystery. You, you are a mystery, an unraveled mystery. You are, you, are, you are a mystery to the world. They wonder why you don't have a salary. And yet you're looking so good. They wonder, oh my God. They wonder why no matter how badly they treat you, you are still happy and cheerful. frown. Keep smiling. Hey! When you see them, they frown. Smile. <laughs> Kill them with your, with your smile. They wonder why they try to put you down. But every time they put you down, you're like a balloon. You are like a, a soccer ball in the water. They press you and press you and press you. But anytime they take up their hands, you pop up again. That is who you are. The world does not know you because you are a mystery. Because they don't know him as well. The world will never celebrate you because they do not know you. And they don't know him. Ladies and gentlemen, let's forget about the world. Let's go to the God who knows you and still loves you. Who knows what you did yesterday. Who knows the stupid and crazy and nasty things you did in the dark. And yet he still came for you. When people discover the wrong things you've done, they will hit you. But when God sees that you are bad, he says she needs attention more. does not need a physician and he he he, he explained it by a shepherd that had about a hundred sheep and one got missing he left in 99 and went after the one going after the one leaving 99 is illogical until that one is you oh. yeah, 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 yeah. How can he leave all of us and go for one? How can he abandon all of us and go for one? How can he leave all of us and go for one? Does it mean we are not important? Does it mean, does it mean, does it mean? Wait until that one is you. That is when you know how important it is to go after one. Ay, 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 ay. That's how you know how important one person is to the Lord. Am I talking to somebody here? For every one of you under the sound of my voice, God spoke to me early hours of this morning. He said, I should tell you that he loves you. It doesn't matter where you come from, he loves you. It doesn't matter how many times you fall in, he loves you. You know God will give you a hundred chances. You fall, you wake up, you fall, you wake up. He will be patient until you make it. Am I talking to somebody here? Go to verse 2. Let me finish. Go to verse 2. The love of God. He said, beloved. I love this one. Now are we Shakodaba, the sons of God. And watch this. He said, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. In other words, what shall become of you? Eyes have not seen it yet. It has not appeared yet. What God will do for you? Men have not fathomed it yet. It has not been an idea in the heart of men. That is why I always say to people, be 
courageous and keep moving. Don't worry about the circumstances. Don't worry about the trouble that you face. It does not yet appear what we shall be. Ooh. Do you know why people look down on you? Because your future does not appear on your face. Ah. They don't see what you shall be. If they know what you shall be, they will treat you carefully. If they know that you are the one to pay their school fees tomorrow, they will be very careful. If they know you are the one to bring them out of trouble tomorrow, they will treat you very well. Do you know why I treat people with all kinds of love? Because I don't know who will help me tomorrow. It might be you that I treat bad, and tomorrow you might decide not to help me. Treat people with love. Love people everywhere you go. Give people whatever you can. Because tomorrow God will use them to bless you. It will not yet appear what we shall be. But look at this. But when, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. When he shall appear. Now, this talks about your level of awareness and now you walking out your salvation with fear and trembling. Because one thing is, God loves you whether you deserve it or not. But then you have to deliberately, intentionally, purposely walk in the love of God. Because it's possible for heaven to have its satellite or searchlight or spotlight on you. And yet, you are not aware. I mean, heaven, the whole of the host of heaven around you. Have you read, have you read about Elisha when the, when, the, when the Syrians came to capture Elisha and Elisha was in his bed sleeping and his servant came out to ease himself and he saw that the chariot was full of what? Full of horsemen that had come to capture Elisha. He ran back into the house crying and said, hey, my father, there are men all over the place to arrest us. And Elisha tapped him on the shoulder and said, come on, smile, smile. He said, why should I smile? Look at the chariot is full. These guys have surrounded us. We are outnumbered. They will catch us. They will kill us. And Elisha laid hands upon him and said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And his eyes opened and he saw that there were chariots of Holy Ghost fire all over the mountain with angels. Ladies and gentlemen, it is one thing for God to have his spotlight on you. It's another thing for you to be aware that the hand of the Lord are upon you. For the angels of the Lord that come better about they that fear him, that he may deliver them from trouble. You must know that God's eyes are on you. So now it deals with now walking in the awareness. Because God can love you with an everlasting love. And yet, you are still concerned about things that don't make sense. You said hello to somebody. And they refuse to say hello to you. You go home. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Lord. And God is saying, what are you talking about? Look at me here. I'm better than everybody. I'm bigger. No, no. See, the moment this awareness hits you, you will know that men will come and go. You will know that people will appear and disappear. But God says, I ain't going nowhere. I'll be here. So when, 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 when you greet people and they don't respond, when they treat you in a way you don't like, the only thing that will keep you sane and make you keep you smiling is when you remember the love of God. When you remember that there is a God who loves you. He loves you so much. He, 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 he loves you so much that he could die for you, that he even died for you. What a love. He says, what we shall be, but, we, but he says, what we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, he talks about now, you not being able to see God. And the Bible says in the Beatitude in Matthew chapter 5, he says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall do what? For they shall see God. So when your eyes are open now, you come and you begin to see God. Watch this. This is what it means. Face me, face me, face me. He says, he says, for we shall for we shall be like him, 
when we see him. We shall be like him when we see him. Say, for we shall see him as he is. So when this is what happens is, do you know why Moses came down from the mountain looking like God and the people could not behold him? You know why? He looked on God so much that God, God, God did it or Godness rubbed off on him. You know, you can't spend time in the presence of God and not look like God. The disciples were first called Christians. Christ is because they rubbed so that they mingled too much with Jesus that in fact for them to differentiate him from others, Judas had to kiss him. They were, they were all the same. You spent, do you know that husband and wife that get married, when they live together, for after some time, they start looking alike. I once had one man who, he says, he looks somehow, I don't want to say he's ugly, but he just looks somehow. He said, I've been married for 20 years with my beautiful wife, yet I still can't look like her. I don't know what is wrong with me. <laughs> So you look at God so much and you stay with him that you start looking like him. In other words, you look like him, you look at him, then you look like him. Looking at God makes you look like God. Does that make sense? The more you behold him is the more you become like him. Am I talking to somebody? Therefore, we shall see him as he appears. So, it, 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 in other words, it's very important for every child of God to learn to spend time in the presence of God. Your problem is that you always want to spend time with people. You always want to go partying with people. You always want to go for celebration everywhere. And when they treat you somehow, you become unhappy. Come on, go spend time with a God that even when you wake up in the morning and your mouth is still Mm -hmm. Ah, you can still talk to him. Did you hear what I'm talking about? If your husband will tell you, go and wash before we talk, please go and wash. Go and wash your mouth. But God said, talk to me in the early hours of the morning while you still have some saliva around your face. He said, talk to me. Am I talking to somebody here? For as I look at him, I become like him. Go to verse 3. I'm finishing now. When we look at this, and every man that have this hope in him. Now, this is also your responsibility. Every man that have this hope in him does what? Purify it himself. In other words, if you want to be like God, you want to enjoy what God wants you to enjoy. What do you do? Separate yourself from evil. That I'm talking about here that no matter what you've done, God still loves you. Does not mean you should deliberately, intentionally walk into sin and walk into all kinds of crazy lifestyle. He said every man that have this hope should do what? Purify himself. So you start walking on yourself. You start telling yourself I love the Lord. You start telling yourself God loves me. You start telling yourself I want to be like God. So because of that you separate yourself. You separate yourself. You purify Purify yourself and you tell yourself, I am no more going to live that kind of life. I want to live the kind of life that is pleasing to God. When you love a person, you will not continue doing what they hate. One of the signs that you truly love God is that you will stop breaking his heart. One of the signs that you truly love God is that the things he asks you not to do, you try not to do it. How many of you love God in this house? I know you love the Lord. God is calling you out now. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor, and a heavy laden. 
and I will give you rest. He said, learn of me for I am meek and lowly and you shall find rest unto your soul for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh my God. I love God so much because God, one guy looked at me one day and he said to me, do you know Jesus is a dustbin? I said, I, I was, I, 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 I got angry and God tapped, God tapped me in my back and he said to me, yes, I'm a dustbin. I said, Lord, why, how, how do you agree with that? I said, yes. He said, I am a dump, refuse dump site. That is where people dump all their rubbish. Whatever rubbish you are tired of carrying, dump it on me. Am I talking to somebody? The Bible said, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. He said, dump all your rubbish on me and I will carry it for you. Are you worried about what people say? Dump it on God. Are you worried that your ears or your nose or your eyes are not looking good? Dump it on God. Are you worried about the doctor's report? Dump it on God. Are you worried about the troubles that you go through? Dump it on God. Whatever the matter is, you will matter when it matters most. God wants you to stand tall in the midst of exasperation and cataclysm. When hell breaks loose, against you. When life does not make sense. When things are going crazy in your life. God said, dump it on me. Don't carry the burden too much. It's too heavy for you. Dump it on me. God wants you to dump your trouble on him and trust him to handle it. And when you give it to him, don't worry about it anymore because he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The love of God is authentic. The love of God is what keeps you alive when everything stops working for you. The love of God is what covers you when the devil says you have done what is punishable by law. His love covers you. His love covers you. His love keeps you. His love will always uphold you so that no devil will win you. His love. The Bible says, greater love of no man than this. For a man to lay down his life for his friend. Not his brother. His friend. Let me show you what Abraham did. Genesis chapter 14 verse 14. Abraham did something. That shows exactly what God does. I'm finishing now. Genesis 14 14. The Bible says. Genesis chapter 14, 14, not 4, 14, 14, 14, please. Genesis 14, 14. 14, 14. Oh, oh, oh. Victory belongs to Jesus. See, look at what the Bible says. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive. He armed his trained servant, born in his house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. Verse 15. And divided himself against them, he and his servants by night, and smote them and pursued unto Hobah, which is on the left hand side of the left hand of Damascus. Verse 16, and he brought back all the goods and also brought back again his brother Lord and his goods and the woman also and the people. Did you read that? When Abraham heard that his brother was captured and taken, Abraham said, not my brother. Whenever God hears that something bad has happened to you, not my son. The Bible says he heard that one brother was taken. Go back, go back to verse Go back to verse 17. Go to verse 17. Look at what happened in verse 17. Go to verse, verse 16. 
16. No, 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 15. Go to 15. Sorry, 15. 15. He says, no, go to 14. Go to 14. 14, please. Now, watch this. The Bible says, watch this. The Bible says, Abraham heard that his brother, one brother, was taken. Just his brother. One brother was taken. Abraham had to gather how many people? 318 people just to fight for one person. Do you know, anytime the devil comes against you, God sends battalions of angels. Thousands of angels are unleashed just to guard you and to protect you. Abraham was at rest, but when he heard that his brother was taken, 318 people, let us go and fight. They fought until they brought Lot back home. Let me say, church, fight for your brother. Fight for your sister. Hey, let the devil have them. Let the devil do what. No, not Abraham. Abraham said, I'm fighting with my last drop of blood. He fought until he got back his brother. And can I tell you something? That is not actually his brother, it's his nephew, his brother's son. He fought. Say, my brother is dead. The son is with me. I'm taking care of the son. So he's also my son. He fought and they brought him back. Why should I fear what people say? For they don't know what you mean to me. Why should I fear what people say? For they don't know what you mean to me. He loves me. I cannot say why. He loves me. I cannot say why. On Calvary's tree, he suffered for me. He loves me. I cannot say why. He loves me. I cannot say why. He loves me. I cannot say why. On Calvary's tree, he suffered for me. He loves me. I cannot say why. Let me say this to you. What I've taught you tonight, what I've preached about today, I'm not, I didn't do this just to excite you. I came to tell you the fact of life. Jesus, his love is real. Your love is kind. Your love is patient. You filled my heart with so much peace and joy. You're amazing. You make my heart feels brand new. You're amazing. You make my heart feels brand new. Jesus, you love me too much. Oh, too much. Oh, too much. Oh, excess love. Oh. Jesus, you love me too much, oh, too much, too much, oh, excess love, Oh, 
Everybody. 